You're listening to the Canned Fruit Podcast with your favorite trio, Danielle, Jess, and Kia. We will have meaningful conversations on what it looks like to have compassion and respect when communicating with others. This show is a safe and brave space to open up. So let's start. Welcome, 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 everyone, back to another episode of Canned Fruit, where we are having candid and fruitful conversations. I always want to pause there so you get the impact of our awesome name. (laughs) It's pretty, pretty awesome. I am here yet again with my friends, life coach, mentors, spiritual advisors (laughs) that are... (laughs) That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, they keep me from wanting to cut people. So Jesse and Kia, welcome. How are you all doing? Very excited. I'm excited for this episode. Me too. Me too. Obviously, I am too, because today we are talking about initiating conversations. Gals, I just want to note that we have done all of this work and walking through these amazing steps, and this is still a challenge for me. And what we thought about is what can we do to remind you all that we are not perfect? If you haven't noted it already, (laughs) we want to offer an example of where where I in particular am about to initiate a conversation and I'm not sure how to do it. And the workshop is us collectively discussing what we can do in order to make this less difficult. Mm. Any thoughts initially about things in terms of initiating a conversation, Kia and Jessica, that kind of come to mind more, more or overarchingly before we get into the Danielle needs better ability to communicate skills part of the call. <laughs> I think in in my experience with initiating hard conversations, I always get this feeling before like, and I'm making like this motion when mm. I say that this like this, I don't know, heaviness or like kind of like this pit in my stomach, this kind of like dread feeling of like, anx- I don't know, anxiousness. Mm. And then I always, at the end of a hard conversation, I always feel better. I always, there's always some sense of relief after. And so just keeping that in mind that like that feeling happens in every hard conversation that I have. And then at the end, I always feel better. That helps me justify entering into hard conversations more often. I completely agree. Like even right now, I feel a little bit sick because I'm going to have to go to work and admit a mistake. Mm -hmm. I did something wrong. But I know as soon as- community, she did not tell us this in advance. This is newsflash. Mm. I mean, yeah, I just made a mistake. And I know as soon as I go in and- resolve it like I'll feel perfectly fine and that's all I keep thinking is like you feel sick now because as I've mentioned like my a lot of my identity is attached to my professional competence and so making mistakes at work is very hard for me but I I know as soon as I we work through it I'll be perfectly fine and it'll be not as big a deal as I tend to make them in my head yes okay (laughs) so keep that in mind Danielle (laughs) I will say that it's humbling to be in a in a situation where I see 
you, you kind of have that feeling again, I'm having all those feelings. I'm entering into this conversation and I'm having so many feelings. And so we know we talk about Enneagram numbers, we kind of hint at it, but as a four, I have lots of feelings in general. So just like take what you just said, Kia, and amplify like there's all these other feelings that I haven't even named yet about what this conversation could be. So just to set up the the workshop, (laughs) the opportunity, (laughs) I am entering into a conversation where a colleague and I are disconnected on the need for an additional colleague. Okay. And I, what I'm seeing in the break, in the breakdown and a lot of these kind of build up conversation. And I just want to say just very transparently, he and Jessica, if there are parts of this that don't add up, please pull for more information that you need. So there were situations where this additional colleague was kind of like brought into the dialogue. And I think questions weren't asked. And I often need to have questions asked, even if the answer is the same. So if it's, we need support for outreach. Someone has decided that there is a need for an outreach, but we never had a conversation about whether or not it was needed for outreach. And so what's happened over the course of these conversations is that now it feels as though I'm being overlooked. And I just want to be very, very transparent that it's hard for me to talk through this because I keep my persona so poised oftentimes when it comes to like professional environments and not wanting to be seen in a certain way but I think we also need to accept that these challenges happen for everyone and I think that's been the first lesson I'm realizing is you can't escape the difficult conversation Mm -hmm. there's going to be something that comes up in your environment be it work or personal where you're just kind of like this doesn't sit well and so right now I'm, I'm about to enter a conversation that I did initiate just for the note. I saw a need for connection. I think that there's been a lot of disconnect and there's an opportunity where if we get on the same page, there's the potential for us to kind of gain clarity. But I just want to note, I want to, I want to also make points in stopping so I don't just ramble, but I also just want to note that that in itself kind of felt hard for me to be able to say, let's all have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just pause there. I might not, there might be a need for more information, but insert thoughts as I go through this. So is there anything that you need more clarity on as we go through this? My, my first question is, do you know why it was hard for me, for you, for you to ask for that conversation? Because it, it seems to be different from what Kia is saying, right? Like, her hard conversation that she's about to have at work is because she knows she's in the wrong. That's why she feels a certain way about it. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. feel, how do you feel? Mm. Again, just being very transparent. This is, this is way challenging in a weird way. Okay. And it's live. So we're, <laughs> it, is live. it is live, but I also, I think that's the thing is this, it's kind of like money. Nobody ever talks about money. Nobody ever talks yeah. about what sex people are having. Like nobody, will, yep. nobody talks about like these very taboo subjects. And for me, oddly enough, religion, politics, sex, money aren't the things that make me super uncomfortable. But talking about work engagement is challenging for me. Mm. So all that to be said, I feel like I have perception issues here. I don't Mm. want to be perceived as not a team player. I don't want to be perceived as needy. I don't want to be perceived as someone who's 
by pushing against the norm, by saying, hey, we should think about this, that I'm not someone that is thinking about the collective. Mm-hmm. I'll pause is, there again. Is the, power, is the power dynamic set up that way or are you on equal footing? Is yeah, there really, do you really bring as much to the table as the other person? Do you really feel that way? Well, I think it's the power dynamic question is I think another opportunity for clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in an environment where we have a very dynamic and robust group of brilliant people. And the question that I'm having is, are we clear about where we are? Are we, are we clear about where we are at the table? And I think there's a lot of assumption around that everyone gets that. And I also, this is another, my own issue, how I feel is that I'm not, I must be the only one that's unclear because <laughs> I am unclear, right? I am unclear. And so if everyone else is functioning fine, which tongue in cheek, that's obviously not the case. I do think that there's something to be said about why am I the only one that seems like there could, this could be moving smoother. So I just want to point out that I, that Jessica, (laughs) Jessica's questions are, (laughs) how do you, you know, how do you, why do you feel this way? And my questions (laughs) are all like going to be about what are the mechanics? Because (laughs) that's how I function. And my, so my first question is, so you mentioned that bringing in an additional person, does that additional person already work there or is a new hire? New hire. Okay. That was the only question I had. Go ahead, Jessica. I I just want to point out that this feeling that you just described about like, am I the only one having these feelings? Am I the only one having this thought process is something that you also frequently say to this group. And oftentimes when you say that, we're saying, no, you're not the only one feeling that way. Not at all. <laughs> in, in fact, it's all three of us that have thought about that, that are thinking that, that are aligned with you in that you are not the lone wolf here. So I just want to point that out to give you some sense of confidence that that is not, that is not always true, that right. you're the loner. I'm just looking back because, A, thank you for that. I think this goes back to like the the one thing that one of the truths with the capital T that always comes up with kind of like my hesitation. I think that's what we need to kind of come back to is like, how am I initiating this conversation? What's the hesitation there? Right. But it's the, you know, we talked about that introspection Mm -hmm. and I just like that one just continues to rise for me because if I can't be aware of where I am, I can't listen to you. I can't be mm. honest, right? Like, that's just me. Like, I can't be empathetic if I don't understand where I am. And so having a community where I have a Jessica and Kia, where Jessica says, like, you do this all the time and you're not <laughs> alone, right? Positions me to re- revisit that there's an, I'm not flawed because yes. I need to have this conversation. Yes. So, so the way I enter the conversation is different now. I'm not entering it from an, an aggressive stance because, or, or yeah, that would, I'm using that word specifically because it's an aggressive stance because I'm, I'm unsure about how I'm being perceived. I'm shifting into a bit of more of something that we've talked about with Yukia, where it's like, oh no, I understand my value 
in this way, I, I do say things that other people are feeling and thinking and bringing that to the table helps. So now I'm coming into the conversation. I can initiate that conversation in a different way. Mm. Yes. And I, when you said introspection, it immediately made me think of another word of vulnerability, because when Jessica brought up that you, you bring up these feelings and these thoughts you've had, and you're not the only one, I think of every time in a meeting or conversation or whatever it is at work, when someone asks the question that everyone else had, but didn't want to bring up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that type of bravery, I think is important because it might, you may think that, so you mentioned that things, you think that things could run smoother. And maybe the reason that they're not running as smooth is because other people are functioning in this unclear space as best as they can, but not wanting to be vulnerable enough to bring up the fact that they need more clarity, where you are confident enough in your abilities to bring up the issue, though what, at least what I'm hearing is that in bringing it up, bringing it up, you do not want to be perceived in a negative stereotypical way as being aggressive when really what you're looking for is to be more productive. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's funny? Because even when I use the word aggressive and you're using it now, it still sits as accurate. There's also something that I think is a little bit under, I don't want to say it's not undervalued. It's, it's, it, it flies under the radar oftentimes when I'm coming into conversation is that I don't want to be appear, I don't want to appear as needy, which is, I think is a, or, or I think it's, it's another layer there where it's just like asking for something, asking for help, asking for you to hear me requires bravery to know that I am, I am doing this, whether or not you do this, because there's these like society, I think there are societal perceptions of asking for help and what that mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. And those may be going, they, we might be shifting away from those, which I'm very grateful for. And, you know, thanks to the Brene Browns of the world and things of that. But there is still that kind of undertone, especially like a woman, a woman of color in a professional environment, what that looks like, what I'm expected to do. And a lot of that is weight that I carry. Yeah. So if I come into a conversation saying, I can do this, or how I would like to be in the room in these conversations, that's a, that's a, that's a, power stance that I'm so excited that I can start to enter, but I can't say that it's comfortable. And I don't know, like now I'm initiating this conversation. When initiating conversation, do you, is there a hierarchy to your point, Kia? Are you asking for permission or are you making a statement? Like those, the way you enter into a conversation can be very different. Am I saying, can I do this? Or am I saying, I need us to do this? Yeah, no, that's, that's welcome. That's welcome. Well, I mean, I think you get to answer that for yourself. The way, the way that you're describing it to us, it sounds like, can we do this? Mm-hmm. Can we do this? Can we come together? But I, yeah, I mean, it's every situation is unique, I think. Yeah. Because sometimes it is. Sometimes it is can I have more responsibility? Can I, can I do this? And sometimes it's, it's more of a, like a deserving angle. Like, yeah. But I think you get to decide that for yourself. 
So I just want to recap to make sure that I understand. Mm-hmm. So the organization has brought in a new hire for outreach and they brought in this new person without discussing with you. Or other members of the team as well. Or other members of the team. Mm -hmm. And you feel excluded because these decisions were made in a space where you should have been involved. Ooh, so I don't like how you said that. It's triggering me. (laughs) So yes, (laughs) I really don't like how you said that. (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to say, Kia, before you? No, I probably understand even better now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) Yep. Well, okay, so Uh, can can I highlight some words there? (laughs) So excluded really triggered me. My, my, my righteous, you remember, I'm still the righteous one. Okay. How dare someone exclude anyone, anyone, how dare you? Okay. And then there's the other part of me that's that I'm not going to label as needy, but is vulnerable, right? Let's use that mm-hmm. language that says, yes, I did feel excluded. And there's justification in that. And the justification lands in that. I may not need to be in those conversations, but we were never clear about whether I would be or where I wasn't. And the assumption was that I would be, I and other parties would be right. And so we go back to like the purpose of the conversation. It's not to say you're wrong. I'm right. It's to say, I don't understand how we got here. Can we get some clarity so that we can improve for the next time? Would it be fair to say that you would like to know where you belong? Hmm. Why does that, that also is triggering. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got why. all of them. Just keep, let me just keep talking. <laughs> because I think what I admire about both you and Jessica is that, what, what was the language we were using last time that we're not, that you, that you are self-referencing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am working very hard, even though externally I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm gonna do what I want and I say what, you know, but I still care very deeply about what other people think and how they perceive me. And I'm working on that. But that conflict is because I also am, you know, Diana's child and Ralph's grandchild. So I don't know any better besides being like, I'm going to put my foot down and forge mm. through. So when you say a sense of belonging, I feel triggered by that because who are, who am, why am I allowing my definition of where I belong to be defined by other people? You know, remember that this is who you're working with. Remember I'm a, mm. in my foreness, in my visionariness, in all of this, like Dale's got all these ideas comes that kind of gravitas of like, how dare I, I'm mad at myself. How dare mm-hmm. I allow somebody to position me in the world? I am the only one that's allowed to do that. Now, if you ask some of, you know, some of my counterparts, i.e. my husband, he would be more like, what? You have a job. That's your, that's your place in the world. And not right. in the world, but it's right. like the job description says. And so I'm in this middle ground of being like, I don't agree with that. I think you do have power and voice. I, I don't agree with the other that says I just to get to define my place in the world. Yeah, in the world, yes. But in this confine of this role, in this job, and I think what we're seeing here is that there is not clarity. And so maybe yeah. the, the challenge is that you can 
feel that sense of belonging if there's clarity in where you belong. So I, I've, that's a long way to revert back to, yes, you're right, Kia. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Okay. She'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. So so strange question. Mm, never. What? Ooh, don't like it already. what is what is stopping this is not a danielle thing this is a general question what is stopping any of us from saying something like that to our bosses something like you know i sometimes need the approval of other people. Mm. I sometimes need to feel like I have a space in the world. I sometimes need reassurance from other people that my requests aren't too big. What's wrong with doing that? And, and I think maybe like in an ideal world, you are able to do that, right? Like you are able to do that with like with my spouse, I'm able to do that and say like, you know, it's not about any of these other things. It's about this like deep core hurt that I feel, right? I'm able to be that level of vulnerable, but what's stopping us? Is it, is it that we already know it's an unsafe space or are we making an assumption about a space and therefore our behaviors are affected? Jessica, (laughs) guys, Okay. Is this like payback? Is this payback? <laughs> okay. I just told you that I feel offended at myself. Yes. For not defining my own space in the world. Like how heady is that? So when you ask me, should we do, why do we like, why I'm like, we should. Yeah. Right. Obviously based on the conversation, it's not what happens right? Like I, in my core, believe that it should. And that's why I have like one, I think I'm grateful to have surrounded myself with people like you all, where we can navigate these and push for exactly what you're saying. Cause I feel so strongly that that's how we should show up everywhere in the world. We should always ask for what we want. We might not get it, but we should ask for it and be brave and feel confident that there's no judgment there. But that judgment word is the one that flips in terms of someone who is not predisposed to being self-referencing right because the judgment is often what triggers me I am vulnerable up the wazoo you guys know I will tell a stranger on the street how they're like how are you doing I was like you know what emotionally not that great today you know or I'm like Mm -hmm. yes it's amazing let's do backflips together it's the judgment and that perception that I would be perceived in the way is what I'm having a hard time letting go of will I do it Jessica right we what I will say about the three of us is that we wouldn't have gotten on this call. We wouldn't have done this podcast if we were the people who were going to just sit and let the discomfort stop us. Right. But I want to be very transparent that like, it's a wall it's, it's, I'm pushing against something that wants to be a wall and I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be deemed by my peers as someone who is needy. And for someone else, it might be someone who is X, Y, and Z. For me, that's my trigger point. And so I will, because of your insightful statement, I will show up that way now. I will say, I need these things. 
I need yeah. to be validated in this way. I need to understand the parameters of my role so that I don't feel like I'm overlapping with someone. Because I did say yesterday to another to one of my other colleagues that I am a four and I'm a unique flower and I know that. And so I need to find space to be my unique self. I couldn't believe it came out of my mouth, Jessica. Because in, in, in years past, I'd be like, well, what kind of like delicate BS is that, that you're like, you're, you're, you're a professional, you're a strategist, you're supposed to be sharp and hard. And I'm like, no, I get to be me. And I get to be all those things. I get to be a brilliant strategist and I get to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But when you think about initiating the conversation, I still need spaces like this that remind me that I can enter into the conversation that way. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess maybe I'm not struggling. I'm, when you say that you don't want to be perceived as needy, I guess mm-hmm. I can't do anything about how the other person will see you. Mm-hmm. But what, I, what I'm hearing is you want clarity to be more productive. And I don't know if it's the workhorse in me that's just like, mm-hmm. you, you want to do a better job. So like, <laughs> g- give her what she needs to do a better job. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. all I keep hearing. And I would, I would really hate if, if that is the, if, if that's how they ended up seeing you, because I, I wouldn't see you like that, but then I also love you. So maybe they don't. It, she said it live guys <laughs> on air rewind the tape (laughs) okay so can I just throw out another hesitation to initiating a conversation that I think did not come up so far because again we've got my perceptions of self I had to do my in I think a truth with a capital t that we might want to insert is phone a friend okay like yeah preemptively phone a friend because it it can really help seems to be working out (laughs) well and and I do think that it's helped again I I, I'm a good friend phone a good friend yeah don't not not the one that'll let you cut people (laughs) yeah there's a time and place for everyone apparently no one's going to be calling me anyway but there is something to be said about fear right Mm -hmm. and so understanding there's there okay so it might not be now the fear of judgment we've now worked through that we've taken some time we've taken some weeks however long you need to kind of sit through that and get to a point where you're comfortable with that. weeks are you talking about kia or <laughs> it was I'm... subtle it was subtle but yeah <laughs> I think it was. Well, a I want <laughs> I, I really want to be fair to our listeners who are, you know, we, we we talk about initiating conversation. We don't know how long it's been before. We've said to try to make it live. We've yeah. said to try to make it within a reasonable window. But sometimes things build, right? And yeah. you're like, oh, it's yeah. fine, it's fine. And then you're like, oh, we now need to have a conversation. So you, I think, in terms of like the valid introspection, there needs to be some time there to kind of sit with it. Mm-hmm. But then there's the fear of. And again, gosh, I can't believe this is so raw for me, but like, there's the fear of things being taken away that I struggle with. So in speaking up in conversations, right? If it's professional, it's the fear of losing your job. That's where my go, mine yeah. goes. If it's in a friendship, it's the fear of losing the friendship. If it's in a relationship, it's the fear of losing a, an intimate relationship. It's, it's the fear of this thing will go away mm. if I speak up. If I say my truth, because I'm not, I think the thing I want to just make sure this is all stopping me from, this is all hindering me from just going out and initiating conversation. We're not talking about, will I hear them? That's not what this conversation is about. This is like, I'm just building up the hoof to say, 
we need to have a conversation, right? And so it's that fear, I think, is also one that for me doesn't rise up as much, to be honest. But in professional settings, it does because I'm kind of like, I like, I like doing this work. I like making money and sustaining myself. I like that feeling of independence. And so for me, that's that, but I definitely know other people in other areas where like that fear of loss of the relationship will stop them from saying that anything is that they need anything. Like not even so much that it's a ride. It's that, Hey, I need this. And that's enough to stop them from having the conversation. I have almost the exact opposite feelings about that. Okay. And my, my justification for it, and this might be based on my own team dynamics in previous work, mm-hmm. and it might not apply to your situation, but I can always justify that fear, that overcoming that fear mm-hmm. as almost, gosh, sure, I'll, I'll poorly label myself, almost as if I'm the martyr. That if I'm the brave one, then somebody else on the team is going to learn from that. Interesting. That if I, if I stand up and I show up and I say, these are my needs, this is how I feel, I'll be the one to voice in the meeting. I'm that person. I'm constantly that person who's like, nobody else is going to say it. I'll say it. Excuse me. <laughs> Jessica's like, pick me. Uh-huh. I'm here. And then I, I justify overcoming overcoming that fear knowing that somebody else has the same idea as me but they don't have the same voice as me Jessica we are like I'm just laughing because like we execute in the world from the same place but it's motivated (laughs) in such a different way (laughs) I know motivated in such a different way because I'm the one that says it and I'm the loudest one in the room but then I go back and I'm like I feel (laughs) I could not say it, but like, I'm like in a fetal position. And so from your perspective, you're like, I'm defending all these people. And I I just want to also caveat that it might also be harder from my perspective, because it's advocating for myself this time as compared to somebody else. So I just want to name that. But then I know Kia, you were going to say something as well. I totally forgot it. It's okay. happens the best you got lost in my awesome sauce it was i I mean i get lost in your awesome sauce a lot it's this regular swimming situation okay well i just want to note though to what you're saying jessica sometimes i need the reminder of the of the of the purpose right i am i'm vision driven i'm purpose driven and that makes me the initiation will happen, right? I think that's the, the power in this conversation is like, I know it's going to happen. It, it, spoiler alert, it's already happened. The initiation has already happened, but that doesn't negate the process to getting to that point mm-hmm. and remembering the purpose behind it and remembering that, well, let me let me not go from the, the righteous stance. How do you all, especially you, Jessica, how do you deal with, do you fear being the bad guy? Which I kind of know the answer to. I know it's like no, <laughs> absolutely not. Shifting no. to Kia, <laughs> but you know what? And that's only in work. Okay, I greatly fear being the bad guy in relationships. I hate all of those titles that like, well, bitch, mean, whatever. Yeah. In personal relationships, oh, I yeah. fear that's... it. I fear it deeply, but I thrive in it oh my gosh in my work relationship I'm just like yeah 
I've sure. literally been so okay <laughs> with any of my friends being like, she's a bitch. I'm like, yeah, it's my job <laughs> to keep you in line. Okay. <laughs> That's why you call me friend. Ooh, man. It just, I, it gives me the creepy crawlies to think about it, to think about being seen as like manipulative or mean or anything, but kind and loving in my personal relationships. And I, I still get it. Obviously, obviously I still get it so hard. I do, but you know, I just want to know just because he is the, like, thinking mode I'm just noting how like I'm just so floored because I am the exact in the this is why this is hard if this were one of y'all I'd have been like guys so we need to talk okay (laughs) (laughs) let's just do this but I also think I trust I there's a different level of trust I think there's a different level of my perception of what can be taken away I think there's a different understanding of what I find important and valuable in terms of commitment yeah. You know, like, I feel like confident in my role as a friend, sometimes I feel replaceable as a professional. I'm not, wow. there's, there's no, there's no one that can replace Danielle, the friend. There's not, there's no one can, there are people, there's no one that can be the key of friend. There's, but I feel so confident in my individual value in my relationships, like my friendships and my family. Like the other day, like my cousin got my, got on my nerves and I was like, I'm just not responding to you. You, you were not behaving appropriately. Okay. And so there's no, no feeling, there's no reaction. There's no hesitation. And I just don't understand how it doesn't translate into another space. Girl. Yes. I, mm -hmm. (laughs) like, how do I not, it should be the same. (laughs) It should be the same. Kia, you got to help us out because clearly we don't know what to do. I guess (laughs) it's not, I, I, it's interesting because what I think I'm hearing is where you you feel safe basically like you feel safer either in your professional relationship or maybe it's not even the professional relationship itself but in your professional capabilities versus feeling safer with those people your family, your friends. True. So yeah, that's, I guess that's what I'm hearing. So what do we do with that then? I mean, Kia, now you've become, (laughs) 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 no, I guess, cause even when you say about, look, I guess, okay. I then I, I'm, let me, let me just based on what you're here, what you're saying, what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. is facts, hashtag facts. Yes. I feel extremely safe in my place in my relationships. My history tells me I'm not safe in a professional environment. That does not mean I'm not safe in this professional environment. It just means that my history tells me I'm not safe here. And so my body and my reaction is I need to behave differently. I need to behave differently. When that feeling arises, I think this goes back to like the introspection. I think introspection is going to be really valuable in terms of initiating the conversation because you understand, it gives you a place to understand where you're, where it's coming from and then shifts how you have the conversation once you understand that point. Because when I came into this, prior to this conversation with you, I was handling it well, but reacting to my body's reaction to what a safe space is and my professional environment is not that for me. So 
I just want to say that that's really helpful because now I can sit back and say, oh, I'm fearful here. I'm afraid of losing something that I enjoy. I can speak truth to power in the conversation and note that if I find that to be necessary. But what I can also do is just speak from a power place of saying, I'm no longer speaking about this in terms with my fear in the back corner. It's still there all the way in the back, but it's not hanging over my shoulders, speaking into my ear as I'm having this, as I'm initiating this conversation with my colleagues. I Something that you said that I think is important is your experience. So when you're doing your interest when you're preparing for a conversation, when you're preparing to ask for a conversation, your life experiences, which is inclusive of your professional experiences, will, I don't want to say dictate, but will have an impact on how you react, whether that's physiologically, like, you know, Danielle was just describing, or whether that's just remembering maybe the last time you encountered it. And I'm wondering, so I'm wondering if that's how, if that's been, that's why you both have these opposite reactions. So your professional experience has told you that you, or has made you feel like you are replaceable and that impacts how you how you approach it and your personal relationships have been in such a way that people have let you know that you are irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, Jessica, and I guess I'm asking, I'm asking a question. There we go. Not telling you how you are. So asking. I'm going to describe it correctly though. (laughs) Yeah. We're sitting here nodding like, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, go on. (laughs) So Jessica's experience would be that, and just, just from knowing Jessica, knowing that she would have, that you, because you have no problem advocating for people and speaking up and anyways, I feel like someone would have, or some people may have gotten the wrong impression and then those words come up all the words that you that you now hate that that don't describe where you're coming from which is a kind and love well at least a loving place uh, thank you <laughs> we'll give you that much <laughs> thank you <laughs> and but in your professional experiences when you've spoken up and taken the cuz i can't think of a better word either martyr role it has had a positive experience. So your professional experience, your personal experiences have led to negative outcomes and your professional experience have led to positive outcomes. So I think that's what's happening. Phew. Totally. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Like my whole body is like, what has just happened? Did you want to say anything else to that, Jessica? Or did did she just like- (laughs) I mean, knowing all of that and knowing- knowing too that there are two people in a conversation at least knowing all these feelings and all this history I don't want to call it baggage all this history that I have compared even to just Danielle's history 
and knowing that I could be entering in a, into a conversation with a stranger that I know nothing of their history and how my words will affect them or they might not care about how their words affect me. Mm-hmm. Knowing all of that is like kind of a release in a mm-hmm. way. It's kind of a, it's kind of relieving knowing that you can not take things so personally and also know yourself deeply. Mm. That's, that's relieving in a way to me. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very similarly, Jessica. I actually, I didn't know that all of this would come out of this workshopping, but it's really, really helpful. And when you talk about the release, I guess I feel the same, but opposite that <laughs> I can, and it might end up being the same. I, I'm, I'm processing it live, but it's this, and this feeling like I don't have to worry yeah. about that the other person is like, whether they're thinking about me or not, as long as I'm kind of coming from this place of this is what I need. This is, I'm sharing this conversation and I can kind of come from this, this again, honest place. Like, this is why I feel like introspection is the, is in my view, the starting point of all these other truths. Cause now I can be honest. Mm-hmm. Now I can be authentic. Now I can be confident. Now I can be empathetic to the fact that Jessica's reality, she's not coming at this. Her words are coming from her history. Yep. Nothing to do with mine. And I know we always talk about this, but I think this is why we're doing this in general is because everyone says like, you don't know where somebody else is coming from, but until you have the conversation and you kind of pull apart where you're coming from and you hear somebody else pull apart where they're coming from, then you start to actually see it and can replicate that behavior. You can't just, I feel like we, we do this work of telling people, oh, you should be able to do this. You shouldn't be able to. I can have a lot of good conversations, but this one was really hard for me to initiate and it might not make sense to Jessica like Kia like you you stand in the middle sister ground this time because we're we we see this so you know you can see both sides on this but from only child to middle sister I mean look at you (laughs) wait up grade (laughs) well I I just want to say that I will we will revisit this probably next season (laughs) to see how this is kind of manifest who knows we might get wild and do it earlier but I just I just want to be very very honest that this is a reminder of how much community impacts your ability to have conversations and in surrounding yourself with people who can walk you through not just your and their perspective on what's happening but like where your motivation is because you can't control other people, Mm. but what you can control is yourself and you can start by being introspective and you can move into being authentic and honest and you can move into being empathetic. And I just think that it's really important for me to have been in a space where I'm like, oh, okay. I thought I was really good about this, right? Like how am I supposed to actively listen, actively listen if I didn't even put two and two together that I was being triggered by historical Mm. components, right? Like it was only in the midst of this conversation. I'm just like, and now I can release that, right? And now I can release that and say, oh yeah, 
those historical moments do impact me and they make me really committed to making sure that this is a positive work environment, (laughs) right? But that doesn't make me aggressive and I don't have to do that in a way that assumes that they don't care about me, right? Because that that is the other end of that history. So I welcome the opportunity to now see how that that conversation goes. I know that I noted that it has been initiated. I'm so, so grateful to have thought through this because this will make the conversation even better. But just being able to say, wow, this is what it took to initiate the conversation. It took us this much conversation to kind of get to a point where I understand my why. I understand where I'm coming from the importance of the, the importance, the purpose behind this conversation. So it's not easy, y'all. It's not easy. Nope. Huh. Well, I will, we all need a, a, a mental break after that, but I welcome, <laughs> we all collectively welcome you to share some experiences that you've had. It would be great to think through some other people's experiences. Kia, Jessica, I'm looking at y'all for additional vulnerable moments. Kia, I'm looking at you. I'm coming for you. But My your question. Brene <laughs> will be so proud. Brene would be so proud. Brene, we, we're, we're waiting for you, Brene. We're waiting for you. But seriously, seriously, you guys, Kia and Jessica, I'm so grateful to for this community. I'm so grateful for your questions. Like the way you all just made me think about this has been truly, truly helpful. And I look forward to chatting with you all more next time. Mm-hmm. Until next time, continue having candid and fruitful conversations. Bye. Open up. <laughs> <laughs>